Alright, what's going on? This is uh, StoogeCast85, Protector of the Inns. i got a very special guest here with me, uh, the great uh, Trevor Austin. Trevor, what's going on? Yo, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to see you, man. Uh, you know, you're a local comic on the scene here around Pittsburgh. Uh, you just recently won a, uh, a contest down at the, the Pittsburgh Improv. You know, you can talk about just getting into stand-up and, you know, your experiences with that. Getting into stand-up. Oh, it's been a lot of fun, I can say that for sure. That's how we met. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, yeah. We're both doing the same thing, pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's also... Uh, Work. Frequently a little more challenging than I had hoped it would be. I just thought yeah. maybe I'll just be the funniest guy, everything will go great. <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's like that's like why everybody does it because it's you're doing it because you think you're funny, and then you go in there and you realize it's a it's a grind. It's just yeah, it's not so much there, that you yeah. you aren't funny. It's that what you thought would be funny doesn't work in that place, you know. And yeah. then you see other people and realize. There's so many other people that are so funny. Yeah, and then there's like, you know, there's like a formula to it. There's like a feel. There's a vibe. There's a there's a room. You know, it depends on the room, audience, what type yeah, of audience yeah. you have, like, you know, age group, just political and stuff like that. That all like factors in. Yeah. Everybody has different things that they think are funny. So that's what you. Yeah, learn. and we've all said the same thing in two different places and had it work one place and go horribly at another. Oh, yeah. Say the same words. Yeah, like some jokes you tell, they kill at one place, and then they just totally suck at another. And I don't know whether or not that means it's a great joke. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you tell it, you can see the audience, they kind of cringe, but then other people mm. are laughing. So it's it's kind of like on that. It's on that yeah, fence. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, like, I like stuff like that. That's like on the, that it's walks not, on the edge. Know, yeah. I think we both are at a place where you have to just take whatever laugh you can get. You know, whatever laugh you can get for now and then try to build around it and try to yeah. try to develop like a voice. Uh, you know, that's that's probably what my I I feel like when I listen back to anything I say, it's not an accurate representation of who I am, which is it's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. I see some people do it really well where it's like the same guy you see behind the microphone is the same guy you see outside in the alley smoking a cigarette. You know, yeah. they don't change their pace, they don't change their tonality. Whereas I, I really struggle with that. And then it's like defeating. I always say, like, I'm not a fan of my work at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, I kind of feel like, though, for me, it's like, I'm pretty, I don't know, I feel like I'm like similar to a lot of like what I do stand-up-wise. I feel like just my pace, um, yeah. maybe my cadence. But I, that's just me talking, like, I don't know, I don't get enough like input yeah, from like, other, other people voice, that yeah. listen to me, yeah. But I'm trying to get like a beat. I know like a lot of it's like, you get like a beat, like your delivery of yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's very like, difficult. That yeah. beat changes from room to room too, I've noticed. Like yeah. some, some places you're going to have to scream if you want anything yeah. to be heard. Not all jokes are meant to be screamed. I know. So it's weird. Just, just, like, just like the other night, it's like, just the other night, it was over at, um, what was it? It was at Parkway. It's just at that point, it was like late as like second last comic to go yeah, up. Yeah, it's like yeah, by then yeah. people were just talking and like everybody's yeah, like yeah, in another place. Gone, and then you kind of just talk over them. But it's like at the end of the day, like people in the back, like I could hear like comedians in the back laughing. So it's like, you know, if you can make those oh, guys yeah, laugh, yeah. they think you're good. So it's kind of like, yeah, and you know, it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, at that point, it's more about the rep, you know? Yeah. It's not necessarily about how did the audience react. It's like, how did you work through it? Did you remember everything? Did you stutter? And that's the only win you can take from that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a long, 
Oh, we forgot to say, this uh, podcast has been brought to you by Rolling Rock. The fine people in Latrobe have given us a couple of 33s. <laughs> Don't forget, Hopefully. Rolling Rock. They recently, to be honest, though, they recently started to get back on social media, and they're trying to, like, adopt the, like, you know, it me, you know, new year, new me, like, just bid on, like... Instagram or Twitter, like Holy I guess they got, I guess they got somebody to run their social media page. Well, they need they need somebody for like. Cause I didn't know anything about this. I think I'm not most in the Rolling Rock Circle they don't sponsor my podcast. I'm big time. I'm a big time fan of it. Hell, these are one of the. Oh, these aren't twist offs. I don't think they're twist offs. I just use I just like using my well, bottle. Then, yeah, yeah, they're not. Get the nice raw, uncut. Oh shit, it does look like it's twist off. What am I talking about? Yeah, good How stuff. How many chimpanzees does it take to open a bottle of rolling rock? How many? In this case, I think it was two. <laughs> yeah, two men. <laughs> two highly sophisticated developed men. But yeah, I think rolling rock, yeah, they did like a social media. Like somebody just reactivated their social did you media go up page. To the rolling rock town fair in Latrobe? No, I've heard they had a music. I heard they used to have a music festival there. Yeah, yeah. They used to have music, and like the Chili Peppers would play, yeah. and it was really cool. And then it stopped because like yeah, it stopped probably right around the time you were old enough to start going to concerts legitimately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think the last one I was only like twenty one, and uh, I went to it one year, and they had Velvet Revolver. Do you remember them? I've heard of Velvet Revolver. Was the guys from Guns and Roses, only without the singer. And they had the singer from Stone Temple Pilots, so okay. it was like they merged and just like. Well, it's it. like I love I, cool. I love like I love Guns N' Roses. I mean, I just you know, great throw. Right? I, I mean, great Slash right in the front row, <laughs> sitting there seeing Slash comes out with his hat. The place goes crazy. You ever, you ever listen to that band Bloodhound Gang? Yeah, yeah, I it's saw just like they're kind of like once. yeah. They have like a song where it just goes. They just start off. They just go fuck Guns N' Roses without really? Slash. You can't have no fun with an unloaded gun. My dad says that's for pussies. And that's that's the name of their song. My dad says that's for pussies. And they just nice. quote off shit. Hilarious. I saw them yeah. once, man. They were repulsive. Just gross. It was like uh, <laughs> it was like when Jackass was big and CKY. So they came out and they start spitting loogies and like catching them in their mouth. It's so disgusting. And then they were spitting out at the crowd, and the crowd was spitting back at them. Ugh. And I was in the front row, and I didn't want to be spit on, but I was <laughs> in spit crossfire. And I remember I turned around and looked at this dude like, don't even fucking dare spit right now. And everyone was like, yelling, like, you're at a Bloodhound Gang concert. You should know better. And it wasn't... <laughs> yeah, we just spit on well, each other. It here. wasn't a Bloodhound Gang concert. It was a festival. There were other bands on later. Oh you know, my so God. it's like, I'm not at a Bloodhound Gang festival. And I still think you should reevaluate the spitting policy, regardless of who wants to be there or not. That honestly makes me, like... I can't believe it's, like... I, got, I guess Bloodhound Gang fans, they're even more repulsive than, like, fucking... Insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I thought it couldn't get any worse than ICP. But yeah, it's it, much worse in a weird <laughs> they way. They kind of just spitting on each other. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the the bassist comes out and he bongs a fifth of Jaeger, just bongs it with a fucking beer bong, and then <laughs> waits. They play one song and then he walks up behind the singer, taps the singer on the shoulder, and when he turns around, he throws up in his face. Ew. And I'm like, that has to be fake Jaeger. Because this man would die if they were doing that every night on tour. Like, it's summertime. They're playing, like, you know, 60 shows in 70 days. They can't just bomb 65ths of Jaeger. 
and then projectile vomit it four minutes later. Like, I don't know if they gave him some sort of syrup of Ipecac or something to make you vomit, but he vomited, like, on cue. You could oh, tell man. it was part of the show. That's yeah, so, like, I wasn't entertained. That's so foul. I, I, bet, they I so never foul. had, I never had, like, I've never been to a concert experience where it was, like, that disgusting. I've had it where, like, the performer was shitty or, like, called yeah. off. Like, I, what was one? I think, um... Fetty Wap, like, couldn't make it to one show. I remember seeing Future Live. Future Live was horrible. I saw him at this festival down in Florida. I think almost Florida. all rap is horrible live. It just doesn't almost, feel it's or just, sound Like, right. I think... I saw Kanye West live oh, that back in dope. 20... I saw him back in 2014. It, he was up at uh, State College, up at Penn State. Me and a couple buddies of mine, we drove, like, through a snowstorm to get to the Kanye. Yes. We were pushing the car to get to this concert, and Kanye West showed up. He was It was, like, half full because the weather was just so bad. But he killed it. It was a great show. Like, he was up there for two hours. He did everything. He ranted, and the rant went viral the next day. It was, like, everything I hoped for in a Kanye West concert. Yeah. Kanye addressed, like, Charlemagne and Sway. And was Wait like, a minute. I've seen that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. He's I don't know like, why I've seen that Yeah, exactly. YouTube, I've he, seen it. It was at, yeah, it was at Bryce Jordan Center. He played all the hits. He played, you know, he Jesus. <laughs> he had, like, the weird mask. Like, the tour presentation was dope. Yeah, that's all he had, like, that Illuminati shit. Yeah, he had the bedazzled... He had like the bedazzled like golden diamond mask that he was wearing. It was it was pretty neat. It was awesome. Sounds cool. Yeah. And it was like that was good, but it's like, yeah, future I mean future live, it was like it, it was honestly like what do you expect? Like a bad rap con they it was like you had hype men, like DJs. Yeah, They're like, yeah. all right, before we bring out future, y'all remember this song? And then they'll play some from like fifty cent back in like two thousand five. They'll play like old fifty cent or whatever was current in hip hop at the time, like uh That's weird. Like that like a YG song or something by um Bobby Schmurda back when he was big. Oh, yeah. Hot Yinz when when yeah. Hot Yinza Hot Yinza uh, was out Hot Yinza yeah. was out <laughs> and uh yeah, they'd play that, and everyone would go crazy, and then Future would show up, perform for 25 minutes. I remember seeing Post Malone live at that same uh, thing. He was now Post Malone isn't bad now. I like, am he's, boycotting Post Malone. He's gotten better, I think, as a performer. When I saw him there, this is what he did. He went like he was there for like 30 minutes. He like he played white. His only song then was like White Iverson, so he just did White Iverson twice. Open it, close it with God. that. And then he just went on like a five minute thing, like I don't get why people don't like me, man. I don't understand. And then it was just it was lame. There's no energy. I could explain why people yeah. don't like him. I, I could give you a few ideas. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, man, maybe I can't explain it. Not I can't explain it and stay within the parameters of what is socially acceptable to say and not to say. <laughs> but I will just allude to the fact that uh, I'll call him a phony is what it looks like to me. Or just like, uh, I don't know, man. It's a debacle when I look at that dude with the tattoos. And, I don't know. I'm an old man. I realized, <laughs> I realized recently I got to, and I'm only 30, I'm 31 today actually, but sometime in the last year or so, I've turned into the get off my lawn guy. Like, get off my lawn. That's what I think of post yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> See him show up. I'll say that, like, I thought he sucked, like, then performing live, but it's like he released more material, and it's like okay, it got better. But like at first, when I first saw him there, I was pretty much yeah, like this guy's trash. He's horrendous. It's just an embarrassment. I look at a lot of the music from kids today, and a ton of it I just see, and I'm like, there's there's no real uh, like who are the Beatles today? Takashi Six Nine is that the kids Beatles? Like that's, that's I think everybody's still that, like that's bad for the world. I promise you, it is. I still think like. I still think like the Beatles are significant though, because it's like, oh, of course they I are. mean, like whenever 
the yeah, when you beings. when we took a music class like back in like back in school, like who would they talk about in music class? They talk about three people. They talk about Elvis. It was Elvis, the Beatles, and like Michael Jackson. Like they would talk about those three. Like all right, yeah, these yeah, were the I big mean, musicians. In music all. class. I thought I was talking about Bach and Mozart. Yeah, they talk about them too, but I just remember my. Like, I know, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. Popular music, what yeah. is what you? Yeah, and uh, I don't see any artist making something right now that 30 years ago will be culturally relevant in any way. Like new hits come and go so fast. Like what the number one song in America is? I'm gonna take my horse to the old. What's well, mean? Songs be are like memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I mean. not gonna be around. That is a macarena. And all these people doing all these viral dance moves. I hope they know. They film them and put them on Facebook. Ten years from now, that will be the Macarena. You have a video of yourself doing the Macarena. Yeah, Does Mac- it sound cool? <laughs> the Macarena, like... I remember, like, a joke, I think. I remember watching John Stewart do stand-up back in the 90s. Good-looking man, John. Do you ever watch old John Stewart stand-up? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, not like his stand-up, stuff, but his, I know John Stewart. Yeah, his stuff, like, like before, before he did The Daily Show, and, like... He, he just he mocked the Macarena and called it out for being like a fad and it totally was like in like 95, yeah, yeah, 96. Yeah. Like we look back on that song and you like you cringe. And I think a lot of stuff it's like I think we're gonna have so around, much gonna cringing. Cringe. Yeah. Right now is the era of the cringe. Like like the face tattoos. That's gonna be an ultimate cringe for a lot of these people. <laughs> like they're gonna be like, What did I do? Dude, you ever see someone from the nineties who has like a an anchor tattooed on their forearm because they thought they were cool or like, you know, a bulldog on their back. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then here you're going to be soon. You're going to be like, why does it say always tired underneath my eyes? You know, like at some point you're going to want to wander into a fucking voting booth, maybe grow up, cut your grass. And like, you're going to have, you know, the character from Saw tattooed on your cheek. And now that dude's appearing before the judge. Like, uh, I don't think, yeah, I think like, I don't know. Face tattoos are just weird to me. I'm a, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm, not big, I'm not big on like tat. I don't think I'd get a tattoo ever. Yeah. I'm like 99% sure, but it's like, I know I would just never get one on my face. If I, did, I, if I did get one on my face, if I did get one, if I did get one on my face, I would just have it like, I would just have like hire me for like employers to see it if I went on yeah, top yeah, of it. It'd just be like a funny, effect, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be like a funny ironic way. They'd be like, oh, this guy's an ass. They'd be like, this yeah. guy's an asshole and we're not hiring you with your face tattoo. That's not even really that funny. No, but it was funny. But like, it That's was funny. like... I, I don't know if I'll get a tattoo or not, but I know I won't get one on my face. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I, uh, Big movie. I don't have any. I don't think I, any, I... I would get something that stands for constantly changing your mind. That way I couldn't hate it down the road. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm always... Of course I changed my mind about this tattoo. Yeah. I don't think I could get... I've never been inspired enough to be like, I, like I'm Queequay from Moby Dick. I need to put something... <laughs> you know, like, I don't need yeah, I just tattoo. I just don't like... I don't feel the uh, I, don't know, I just don't feel the need for it. I, I just don't feel like I feel like nothing. I feel like nothing's like I feel like nothing's like I don't even know what I get it on. It's like, do I really need to go get the? Yeah, probably yeah. part of it. Part of it's just like it's being nervous, like with the. Uh, I think thing, if you're just young, up. it's different. The yeah. older you get, and you don't have any, they get addictive. If you get one at eighteen, you might get them the rest of your life. But the older you get. I think you're just like, oh, I'm going to, for me at least, I'm 31 years old, I'm going to start getting tattoos, like, I don't know, I can't admit to that much of a quarter life crisis. <laughs> Alright, third, we had, third we picked life. topics for this thing, and I don't remember what they were. I think we, yeah, we vote, we, you, you it was something I, it was something I, I didn't I do the them. recon I said I was going to do, we were going to pick some topics and bring you guys a great, 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 con- great, show. great content, That's solid what it's all content about. is what it's called. And we were gonna do that, and then I think we just ended up. 
I said PennDOT. Yeah, PennDOT. PennDOT. I don't know anything Pen, about PennDOT. Pen don't, don't you tell me about PennDOT? PennDOT. PennDOT's the people. <laughs> Pen I know what they are. They we they work. They they them. they work. They they just you know they fix the roads and shit and they do a bad job of it. I'm saying, saying they found. To, that's they a very found, Pittsburgh bitch that's a very, podcast. Yeah, it's it's Why don't for we the talk local, about local Goddamn PennDOT. <laughs> the local yokels, they'll they'll understand. Where in the hell do my tax dollars go? Let alone all they the They gave tolls? four billion. They gave four billion to the cops when it should have went to fixing the roads. Now the roads all need fixing this time of year. This is why you can't struggling. trust government to be involved in any of this stuff. Is that a, is that a state run pro, uh, company? Yeah, state, state run. State, yeah. yeah, that's state run and tax dollars funded. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let alone the tolls, which that's such bullshit. Yeah. I hate when, when you, you tell people we need less taxes. And, you know, I say there should be no taxes. Well, you, you mean you get to come and take my money? What are you, my pimp? <laughs> so the government comes and takes some of your money, and people try to have the nerve to act like they should take more. And the, when they say you need taxes, who else would make the roads? I'm sure some Italian guy would be like, I could fix it for you, you know, like, <laughs> and then he'd be able to make some money fixing that hole in the road. It wouldn't matter. I, I know it's a simplistic view, and I'm just like a hardcore libertarian. But any time they get involved, like they fuck it up. Like so, when someone's like, "Oh, we need government-run healthcare, government-run this or that or anything," it's like, what gives you the confidence that they're going to do that right and not wind up? It'll turn either corrupt and criminal, or just be run so poorly and negligent because there's no. I don't know. There's no like, there's no incentives. There's no incentives there. Yeah, you could just the be lazy, and then in. they'll be like, and then they'll just go, "Well, that's okay. We'll just raise taxes here." Yeah, and do that yeah, and get them from somebody else. That's a good argument for it. Yeah, I know it's upsetting. But my big thing though was, all right, the cops got four billion, right? So they could buy the pirates. Now. That <laughs> was my. That was what I, I went was the getting. other way. That's I went tea party on you. Yeah, that's where I was getting at. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't even know. It's like what national topics. It's like I can't even. I don't even really watch the news anymore. I just feel like the news it just repeats constantly, and there's so much like. Yeah. And you know, you know what what a source is. It's biased and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like whatever source you read, you wheels, know the spin yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And they've well, they've been spinning their wheels. I mean, it's like okay, cool, we get it. Like there's the same four stories for two years. They talk to you on the news like. Today is going to be the end of the world, no matter what news story it is. And then you wake up tomorrow and nothing's happening. You hear some nothing birds happens. chirping. You know. Everything's fine. People are living under the assumption that, like, if only Hillary Clinton would have been elected, then we could go on and forge forward and make a successful future. You know, it's like, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. You watch the news. It's just meant to be like an adrenaline pump into your arm. It, like, it's just meant for be clicks. Angry. Be angry. Be angry, yeah. It's just meant for clicks. It's inappropriate. It's for money, yeah. Money's behind It's a money it, system. It's not always the truth. Don't believe what you see on TV. Go talk to your neighbor. That's when you find out what's really yeah. going on in your neighbors, community. The neighbors know what's up. <laughs> neighbors do. You know, have a gun. Get ready. You know, police yourself. You know, have a guard Start dog. Start growing food. Start growing food. You ever, see that, you ever see that clip from uh, The Big Short when Brad Pitt... He just goes, we're going to live off the land. You know, seeds will be the new currency. you never seen that movie? No. That's a great movie. I think you'd like watching what it. What movie? It's called The Big Short, Adam McKay. Oh, yeah, it's about the housing crisis. That was a good movie. I saw that movie. It accurately depicted, I think in the best way, it gave an explanation. Because they said like when the economy cra- crashed in 2008... Nobody really gave an explanation for it. It was just it yeah. was all going for shit. It's a one-sided a lot of it, expl- explanation for it too, isn't it? Yeah, but I think like a lot of it was just... The housing market was completely overvalued. 
they were giving mortgages to people that could not afford them, that had shitty credit ratings, and then they bundled all these mortgages together, and you know, when yeah, like I mean, separately I the, the separate, I think separately like their credit ratings were shit. They were bad, but they bundled them all together, and then they were like, "Well, you get a triple A credit rating because you have a bunch of these mortgages on one thing." Well, then it all went to shit, and then they went bankrupt, and then, you know, it just, you know, the housing market. I mean, like it's a huge sector of the economy; people couldn't afford homes and shit. And then they got like an adjustable rate mortgage. You ever hear that shit? I Who would want an adjustable? I am such a child in life in general. I would like to understand this stuff, and I look at it, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. For me to say I understand the mortgage crisis, I would have a better time convincing you that I speak Japanese. <laughs> you know, I don't understand it. I also know I don't trust things I see on TV, so I'm sure there's another side to the coin. I'm sure there's another side of people who would argue it was something else that caused it, yeah. and they would probably be just as right as any other explanation of maybe. You know, yeah. it's like. There's constantly these arguments. I think about this with a lot of polarizing subjects. Like, um, I don't want to pick... I'm trying to pick one that's not too controversial. Uh, like, the wall, let's say. Oh, that's very controversial. But I was going to say, you're even abortion. I'm like, what people fail to understand is both of you have very good points. Like, side A and side B, or left or right. You both have very good points. It's not one's evil because they think this is best, and one's stupid because they think this is best. It's... It's down the middle. Like, okay, you've got yeah, some good points. And, like, I agree with there, that. there's a lot of answer and compromise, and there's no compromise anymore. Yeah. It's just, if you're against me, it's because you're evil. You're either for me or against me, and I'm not going to yeah. budge and meet you in the middle because that because you don't meet in the middle with evil. And that's the problem with thinking the other side is evil. You, you won't meet someone who's evil in the middle. Yeah. Your neighbors aren't evil. Meet your neighbors in the middle. They don't want. They don't want your fence to be ten feet high. Make it eight. And most people, most people on online, it's like just keyboard warriors and stuff. Most people, I think, me too. It's just everybody's like a, a like just a bigger dick online. Yeah, you get. A Whereas, like in real dick. life, people are like kind. Like I think generally, like just being a face to face are kind, like kinder. You know what I mean? But, but online, people just could be just vicious dick, and you're just kind of like saying whatever pops into your head, and you know, yeah, misconstrued yeah, yeah. in certain ways. And you you can hide from it. You know, you'll say things you would never say to someone's face. I think that the world, if the world ends, it's not going to be global warming, it's not going to be any of this other stuff. It's going to be the computers that kill us. Robots? I agree with that. Not even just robots. Like just AI? Like we kill ourselves using these fucking things, you know? like Just totally like being completely obsessed. We're devolving in certain ways. Kids, kids are lacking certain problem-solving skills that our grandparents' generation had, and they will not. Like, yeah, you have a GPS. You can get anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Do you have a sense of direction? Do you know where you are in town? No. And like, what else does that mess with your head? I talk about this all the time. Like, there's <laughs> like a, there's a weird element of we use these things for our brains, computers, phones. We, we replace our brains with them on a lot of things. Started with a calculator. It has now moved all the way to Google and Wikipedia where you know yeah. everything. You don't learn any knowledge. You don't retain any knowledge. Now, what else is that going to affect in our daily life? Anywhere there's compromise, yeah, it's easier to use your phone for stuff. Well, you've now compromised. What have you sacrificed? Yeah. And I think the answer to that question is going to be deep and dark and fucking George Orwellian fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I think it's like with a lot of um, – and I feel like just in my case, it's like even though I use like Google Maps and stuff like that, like I like to know where I'm at. I like to know, oh, okay, Cranberry Township. That is north 
of Pittsburgh or like Erie that's north of Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. have a sense but of, I, I get what you mean where it's like people are just like, oh, we just go there. You know? Yeah, yeah, I just follow the phone. Just follow the, the phone. The phone is leading you. It's dangerous. Yeah, and then it's, you know, you get creepy AI and shit like that. AI yeah, is uh, terrifying. AI, AI scares the shit out of me. What about 5G? 5G is like the globalists are putting cancer in your food. 5G is some <laughs> crazy shit. What's 5G? 5, do you know about 4G, like with your phone? Yeah. They're coming out with 5G. They're building these weird telephone poles that are for 5G centers. Yeah. But they paint them like a tree and try to hide it. Like they'll have fake branches on it and shit. And they're putting them everywhere. And apparently there have been studies done that say these things cause cancer. And we're just moving on because they're like, if we don't do it, the Chinese will do it. The Chinese will move ahead of us. We can't allow the globalists there. The globalist communist playbook is playing out overseas in China right now as we speak. And Google and YouTube and all of the social media elite are kowtowing. They're bowing down to it. They've already got your kids. No, dude. That reminds me. They did like a thing the other day where they banned, they banned a bunch of people from Facebook. Oh, they banned, that's so wrong. They banned, like, they, they banned Farrakhan, and they banned Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, it's the only person people. from the other side. So, yeah. yeah, but they called Louis Farrakhan for five. They, they, call them, they call them far right or something, but it's like, he's yeah, not, it's like, Farrakhan's I don't know. far left, but they yeah. called them all far right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's just messed up, how they just, like, totally, like, get rid of, and if you're for that at all, like, just for somebody, yay, we got, yay, yeah. we got rid of this guy because we don't like what he said. I think that's totally it means just you wrong. lack like, principles. Yeah, you know, because if you're thinking that's okay, would you be okay with yourself getting that? Like, I'm, would you be, you know, what's next? Uh, do you remember? I always go to this example because the people who are, who seem to be on the banning, like it was all conservatives, and I get it. Everybody's very mad that Trump won, but it doesn't mean you get to just treat it that way, and. Yeah. I have seen, um, it seems like you don't see anyone from the other side, but let's go back in time to Baghdad and or Iraq, you know, the Iraq war. Um, they said there's ma- weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, they were if that were happening today, they would ban you for saying there are no weapons of mass destruction. Well, you proved the conspiracy theory. Um, it turned out that the government was lying to people. It destroyed a lot of people's faith in our system, which is why we're having such a problem today. Nobody has any confidence or faith in this system. And any like but any that would have been the bannable. Yeah. In, that would have been what was getting banned if this was 15 years ago. Yeah. 15 years from now, are you going to like having an internet where if you catch a government right wing or left wing doing something corrupt, you're not going to be allowed to call it out because yeah. they'll kick you off the internet? Oh, no. they, they need and people say that's a private company; they can do whatever they want. I disagree. Let's say you have a phone, right? AT&T, yeah. Verizon, and you say on your phone something horrible and awful. You start uh, talking about, you know, horrible, offensive opinions, you know, racist stuff, homophobic stuff, whatever. Yeah. The phone company doesn't come and cut off your phone because you're allowed to be whatever you want in our country. That's, you know, people are allowed to be that thing. And if you ban them, it makes them stronger. Yeah. You know, it just makes, it's like uh, you, you want what you can't have kind of thing. And people, yeah. it gives them credibility. Like, whoa, you know. They must be. They must really be telling the truth if they're gonna have to hide them from us, you know. Like, and it makes conspiracy theorists seem seem real. It's really frustrating to me that whole Facebook ban thing. Yeah, I just hate how they just go and they just feel like they have. I don't like who gives like the authority. I guess what they say it violates terms of service. Is that what they claim? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's clear what they're doing. You know, they're trying to go after very specific types of people. Yeah. And you know, if you maybe they maybe they're awful people. I just don't think even awful people should not be allowed to talk. Because who determines who's awful? 
Yeah. Now you've got, now that's a problem, you know? Yeah, like he's like, you know, and then the people calling you, people out, they're the ones that are like hypocrites. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you find them like with some bullshit or whatever skeletons and, and they may For have. the amount of people who are offended by anything those people who were banned say, um, there's just as many, if not more, who weren't offended. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think just, I, know, I think it's bad. I think they'll be eventually allowed back on. I think just you'll I have think enough. That they're going to come up with like a digital bill of rights. You'll have like enough backlash. You think I'll be at the UN? They'll present it, and Alex Jones will be the keynote speaker. Yeah, <laughs> at the right. UN. Well, Alex the Jones UN, at the UN. Here's the thing: the UN won't do it. The UN over in Europe and in other places, it's worse than here with the censorship. Yeah, they'll, like I think like the US. You can be jailed in some countries. I know. The, I know. The, yeah, I know. That's the what US. people don't understand: how great freedom of speech is, and that's why we it's, really need to preserve it. It's. I. I know. It's definitely like. Big in the United States, like you have pretty much almost absolute freedom of speech, like the closest you can get. Huh? Pause it. What? No, I, I didn't this. Oh, uh, you gotta pause it. That'll like <laughs> cut it. That'll cut this off. That's the thing. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I'm going to take a piss, America. Take a piss. Turn on the light. We're here at the brand new yeah, Andy Sigel Studios. Yeah. Fancy. There you go. Classy. We're just gonna keep it classy. We're gonna have you hear it in the backdrop. Of the uh, of the Stoochcast, downing Rolling Rocks. See those Rolling Rocks, man. They just cut right through you. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a knife in the night or something like that. The reason why I didn't pause this is because I just don't really know how to edit it, and I don't want to take the time to yeah, really yeah, yeah, edit fine, it. So we just care. keep we just keep rolling Probably on this. The funniest moment of the whole thing. Yeah. I need to like incorporate my voice crap, but I need to incorporate more like air horns and shit into it. No, at like, don't you dare. At like random times, like you just, <laughs> or you just have. You don't want to sound like your fucking Y one hundred six point seven. Or you just, or, or you just want to. Or you want to do. What? Another one? Yeah, you got them. Yeah, yeah, they're right in the fridge. I'll go check it out. Yeah, go check out the fridge. Remember, this is a good time to do a commercial. Yeah, if you know, if you're Rolling Rock, if you're. Uh, Bob's Diner, if you're Permanis, if you're any local, we're starting out local. If you're any local Pittsburgh uh, institution and you want to, for some reason, uh, advertise on this podcast, this is the part. We're about about 30 minutes in, so it's a perfect time to, uh, I'd plug you right here. You know, we'd have a good time. Are we already 30 minutes We'd make in? memories. Yes, we're 30 minutes in. I'm we got through I'm the good, we're getting in. through the good political stuff. You know? Yeah, I feel bad even going there because it's such polarizing stuff, but that's part yeah. of the problem. I got it. That's part of the problem. People are nervous to say what they think. Oh, I don't want to say this because then people might get really mad at me. Okay, if they do, then apologize and, and, and be proven wrong. But it's very important for any society to, to have something where you're allowed to say what you think. You know, yeah. And that's definitely... I mean, I don't think anybody could even argue... That that hasn't been an element of change in our society in the last five years. Yeah. People are most certainly more cautious of what they say. Now, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. And you can have that conversation. But it is happening. People are afraid to speak their mind. Yeah. I think I think like a lot of people, it's you know they always talk about the silent majority. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. people just be freaking out, like having fits, this and that. And then you know you go to vote, and then when you vote. Like all the people that are like keeping quiet, they all voted like the other way because they're like these people are just annoying me, and it happens on both yeah. sides, left and right. You know what I mean? Like when the Iraq War and all that shit was going on, yeah, being I mean, hyped for up, all of time. there's like fear mongering and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Under I, Bush, I'm old enough know. to remember 
2011 still, well, it was, or, or, you know, even 2015 when everything that's wrong is Obama's fault. And now here we are, everything that's wrong is Trump's fault. Okay. A lot of people would say, well, one side's lying. Here's the real reality. I'm sure both sides are lying. Everything's been fucking fine. You know, it's pretty both much sides are lying. That's way more likely. And that's how you look. Oh, well, I'm going to blame the left. Oh, well, I'm going to br- blame the right. And the reality is they need to unite because both sides are under attack. You yeah. know, I also don't know what I'm talking about. I yeah, like we're, talking we're, about we're drink, it. Though. We're drinking beer. Yeah, we're, we're drinking beers right now. It's Sunday. It's we're Sunday fun day. We're solving problems. We're solving problems because we care. We care about this country, the flag, you know. I think I do. Yeah. I think I care about it's it. big time. I'd like to see it not change too much. That's, there's kind of like two people in the world. Some people want more taxes and some people want less. Some people want a bigger federal budget, in other words, and some people want less of one. Yeah. And that's the two factions. And we turn into all these other things and, and that's all we should really be discussing. I think I'm at the mad. end of the day, you have your own morals. You know, yeah. you can decide what you think is right and wrong in between there. But all that matters is do you want the government to take and spend more of your money or do you want them to take less? Yeah. I think there's like a sweet spot. I don't think you're ever going to have like zero taxes. But at yeah, the same time, I think taxing like half a person's income is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's a so pimp. I think, that's yeah, a pimp. That's a pimp. And I think... Yeah, <laughs> you could be Pepper Jack's best host. <laughs> and it's a pimp. The pen of Turnpike's pimping you out, ho. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Yeah, and I look at it as if you're in a free and voluntary transaction, you should be allowed to keep your money. I kind of think of it from, like I said, I'm also very quick to admit that I'm a child who doesn't know how any of this stuff works. But if I can, I always try to simplify a problem because I can't understand a complex problem. And this is a very complex subject. So I could be very wrong on anything I'm saying. But if you simplify it all the way down, I would like to live in almost like a a libertarian utopia where like if you want to sell stuff, you just sell it. You know, Uh, you do a a barter system. Whatever you want. I make excellent breakfast sandwiches. I shouldn't have to go get 18 permits to feed one of them to you. you know? <laughs> it's just strange to me. Yeah, they just like... They'll just pass like whatever law they want on something. And then you gotta get like a billion permits. A billion just... It's almost like ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost like it's just... Alright, we're bored today. Alright, we need something that justifies your government salary. So here you go. Yeah. We'll ban this or whatever. But it was... um, I don't know. For, for, we all the regular, a lot of topics. for the regular Stoochcast listeners, I think I'd like to make it clear, and I also need to tell you, do you know how I am the envy of the entire comedy circuit right now? A little bit. There's not a Western Pennsylvania comic right now who isn't kicking themselves for not being the inaugural, the first comic on to be on the Stoochcast. <laughs> My the phone Stoochcast. is blowing up right now with, with requests. There you so go. So that's what's going to happen. It's going to be big here. It's going it's it's to roll. Be it. That's what I, I love it. To be honest, like this is my dream for it. I love this to be like, like a niche thing. I don't know, like a Western PA thing. Like I just see it, if, like you know what I mean. I don't want it to reach this whole like big. Yeah, dream in stages. My, I, yeah. I always say the same thing. I know people that'll talk about how like they want to be on Comedy Central or, or act in movies, and I was talking about this with a couple people before. Um, I just really want to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. I'm having yeah, the time of my life fun. going hang with, meeting a bunch of new friends and being able to Comics. perform in front of people and it's have a fun. rush of it and some things work and some things don't. But yeah, I would like to just be able to, like I, I feel so thankful for the opportunity to even go on in front of any stages. Like all the hosts around here that put on cool yeah. mics. Like I'm, we're, we're very blessed that that yeah. exists. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's, it's really definitely, it's definitely like, 
it's definitely growing. And I know it's like we're both we both kind of start out in the scene around like the same time. Like I start out back yeah, in right about the same October. Time. But yeah, it's just and people keep just new mics keep popping up around the city. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's almost like check someone's all really got to make headway and make a new one. It, it feels like the schedule's almost full. But there's yeah. somewhere to be every night. Yeah. Um, it's nice that you're not like, usually they're like, the timings for them are usually pretty good so it's like you can hit whichever yeah. one. You're not like missing one. You know what I mean? It's like they're pretty thoughtful about when certain mics are going on and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, oh, there has to be. There's not that many people. Yeah. That's another. That's another thing too. Like around, like yeah, you, you ever think that. about you ever think about that around like this whole metro area? It's like Allegheny County got. Do you know one, the population of the city? I do, like, cause I'm a nerd like that. It's like three hundred thousand in Pittsburgh, but in Allegheny okay. County, one point two million. So it's like okay. there's a hundred, there's a hundred, there's a hundred. You know what I mean? There's a hundred got really. Doing yeah, I mean a hundred about. That sounds probably right. That might be, that may be generous. Yeah. I mean, there's there's really only like sixty people that are regularly out. Regular. It, it like, seems like. Couple unless, times a week. Unless there's yeah. venues we don't know about. Yeah. Um, which seems pretty unlikely at this Unlike, point. Unlike on that open open mic, you know, GM on. What's your favorite open mic of the week? It was like I like the Parkway one. That's my favorite too. Yeah. I love Parkway. You get a little more. I time, liked it because it was close. Good crew. And it was just. The setup was cool. Yeah, you get like a nice crowd. Every once it's in a while, ten you minutes. You get ten after. minutes. You get ten yeah. minutes up there. Uh, the bar owners are super cool. The bartenders are cool. Yeah, Parkway cool. Theater in McKee's Rocks Friday nights starts at nine. I do love it though. That's my favorite one. I've been yeah. saying that since I started. It's just it it just offers so much. Like just yeah. I think just the giving you the ten minutes and just it was close to home for me. Well, back back then. Now it's I'm in the city now. So Where were you staying before? I lived in uh, Kennedy. I don't even know where that. Kennedy's is. like right up the hill from McKees Rock Stowe area. Okay. So it's right okay. around there. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. So that's not far at all. Yeah. I don't know. When we talk about politics, we're getting super serious. Yeah, I wanted to get away from politics, but then I had one <laughs> too many rolling rocks, and I made the mistake. <laughs> He's just going off. Well, you know, I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I think a lot of people feel the way you feel, Trevor, about well, like a lot of the I, issues. I know more than anybody thinks does. You know, there's yeah. more people than you think. Um, you know, I just look at it as like like little issues. Like there there are deal breakers for me. Like like free speech. The way I am as a person is to fight for the underdog in a lot of ways. They're turning these people into the underdog. Yeah, they're they turning the frogs gay too. Oh, yeah. The globalists have turned the frogs gay. How about that's a real story? Everybody uses. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. Yep. I'm gonna go there. Alex Jones with this. They're turning the frogs gay. Everyone was like, "What a lunatic! What a maniac!" You can pull it up right now on USA Today, CNN. Both of them have had articles about transgenderism on the rise in frogs, and they think it's because of like uh, in the factories there's runoff into these ponds. There's pollution. Everybody can get behind that, right? We want to end the pollution. But if you like, they're turning the frogs gay. They're like, "Well, it's good that the frogs are gay." You know, and I'm like, that's just not good for the ecosystem. You know, they're supposed to be reproducing. I don't know how it works, but the point is, he was made fun of and called a lunatic, and he did say it in a lunatic's fashion. He screamed it. <laughs> but that's a real news article. That's a legitimate news article that they're turning the freaking frogs gay. Is it, is it from back in like what, like 2015? I think so. Yeah, you can look it up. Or can I'm we like, do that right here? Pull that shit yeah, up. I'll pull, Jamie. It, I'll pull it up, Jamie. Yo, Jamie. So, bitch, pull that shit up. I'm gonna look up CNN. 
Are you on Facebook there? Uh, turning frogs, yeah. Let me see that. Well, they're saying it was like a conspiracy theory. I don't know, like how. Hold up, I'm gonna goes. find it for you. I can't stand. But I, I think it became. I, will not I think have it, the great name of Alex Jones slandered <laughs> in my presence. But I feel like CNN, CNN and Fox, man, they're so like those like. You watch it, it's almost like watching two different universes. Like on Fox, it's like the conservative universe. And on CNN, it's like the liberal universe. And they're so like divergent. I think especially now, it's like you, it's obvious that one side caters to another. It's almost like acting. Like you ever watch like... Here's 2010 science news. When, flo- when frog gender flips. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just... <gasps> what? You can't say that. That's bizarre. Sex reversing flip frogs. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> a lot of stuff like that is that way with Alex Jones. Alex Jones will take a truth yeah. and then spin it into a maniac rant. And he's lost his mind. He, I've been watching Alex Jones since you were in diapers, dude. <laughs> like, and he used to be really different. Um, he was a hero of the liberal left because he would attack the shit out of George Bush. Bush yeah, because of the Iraq and, War and all the bullshit going on caught, there. he caught his daddy at that weird... Um, do you know what the Bohemian Grove is? I've heard about that. Yeah, he, he heard, went there and exposed weird. that. He should be he should be given a Pulitzer for the greatest the greatest uh, journalist of our generation. Instead, he's talked about like he's a loon. Bilderberg. And it's like, oh, I, Bilder- bet the, I bet you the people at the Bilderberg Group are the ones starting all these horrible things about Alex Jones. Yeah, you know? he's it's also weird. an alcoholic. Yeah. It's always the people that are like comedians or like fringe entertainers that kind of like bring those up. You know what I mean? Those little truths. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys like Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones was friends with all those comics. You can see. I think they still have like a respect for him. Yeah, yeah, way. some of them especially. Yeah, and like he used to be really, really like way more informative. Now he's just like I'm gonna rant and say crazy shit all day. <laughs> he's drunk. I think he's became an alcoholic over the last. His, his, his face is so red. You can watch it's when so he red. started yeah. drinking more when his marriage ended and he's drinking constantly. <laughs> it's what I, I, I'm telling you. I'm an Alex Jones fan. I know his <laughs> personal life, but. <laughs> Um, too much time, dude. You get on the internet, you just start learning things you don't need to know. Yeah, you just gotta go back to watching, like, you know. But have you seen Alex Jones' attempt at stand-up comedy? No. So Doug Stanhope, you know Stanhope, right? Yeah, I know Stanhope. Doug Stanhope and, uh, I think Rogan was there. A few different comics They all there. wanted him Stanhope to go Stanhope asked him to go. He said, open for me. I'll give you ten minutes. You can go up there and just, I think it might have even been five. <laughs> and he said, yeah, man, you'll be fine. Just get up there and go off. You know how he does. And he's like, you'll be fine. This is like seven, eight years ago, maybe even longer. So he goes up there, and a Stanhope crowd is going to be like a, a crowd that can almost tolerate anything. You know, a crowd that won't get offended. He goes up there, and he starts going nuts, screaming <laughs> about communism and how there's depleted uranium in the water. And these, <laughs> this guy yells out, you're killing my buzz, man. And Alex just snaps on him and is like, I'm killing your buzz while you're drinking depleted uranium. He's like, you don't even know what's going on, jackass. And like, this, this fight breaks out. Stanhope has to come up on stage and talk everybody down. And it turns into a whole thing. It's called the Austin Incident. It's one of my favorite things on the internet. I'm going to have to watch that after. Alex Jones, the Austin Incident. It's, 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 like, it's, li- it's live and recorded. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can watch it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Stanhope does as good a job as you can calming everybody back down. Yeah, let's do. Well, Stanhope's a legend. Like how many? Oh, he's, how many? He's my favorite. I think. I, how many uh, comedy albums has he released? Like twelve. I don't know that. He does. Like he's done so many. Yeah, like, I love like, He's kind of. He, he'll talk as though he's retired now. It's like he doesn't have the drive or care. 
but you you see a lot of these comics almost get better as they get older and I would just love to see him like touring grinding writing but at this point I think he's just drinking he just drinks all the time and just yeah. goes to like places he wants to be yeah he's been, do, been doing it for what 25 years yeah I'm just doing comedy for 25 years so who do you think your favorite comic is or you could maybe because it's such a hard thing to narrow down like your top three or four or you know who inspires you the most who you would like to be like the most and who you just think is the funniest uh, people that inspire me I would say like when I first started watching comedy I, I think I was like jeez I was like 14 15 13 like around there and I would just watch like old George Carlin clips yeah Carlin's one of mine I'd watch that I'd watch I like The Daily Show a lot. I like Jon Stewart. Looked up to him a lot. Looked up to Stephen Colbert. The character Stephen Colbert. Not yeah, Stephen yeah, Colbert yeah, yeah. now, but the character yeah. was way funnier. And I know it, like, way funny. it wasn't his sincere belief, but just like that irony and it's just his willingness yeah, to take it, the, his willingness to take it into to, like certain places, it made it funny. Yeah, it was so he much was funnier there. Dude, dude, him going on Bill O'Reilly was one of the funniest clips It's I've still ever funny. It's still, it, hila- it's, it's still hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, we got so much spin now. It, it's kind of it's yeah. surprising. We have all this spin, then no spin zone's gone. Yeah, yeah. right. right. <laughs> you know? Goddamn. I'm just. I miss Bill O'Reilly on air. I miss I liked, like. I liked watching Bill O'Reilly. I miss. He's I miss. I miss turning it on, and just seeing him just go on and like, and that's the memo. Like just being the biggest yeah, know-it-all yeah, of all yeah. time. Like he was such Word like a. You, of the could, day. you could just tell he was just such a douche. With yeah, how Bill yeah, O'Reilly yeah. would go about Hold like on, anything, but it was still know. funny. Here's like I liked know. watching him be an asshole. Like Bill O'Reilly had to pay out, I think it was thirty-two million dollars to a secretary he sexually harassed. Yeah. Now here is my question: What did he do to that woman? Thirty-two million dollars. Like yeah. so, this sounds like it must have been more than a pinched ass or a whistle you know like yeah like, this sounds like that motherfucker must have sprinted at her cock out through the zipper screaming <laughs> please please you know like, <laughs> what did he do to get a 32 million dollar lawsuit it's just and let's they be paid honest, it too let's be honest bill o'reilly's like he's a gross looking dude he's just like a gross looking old dude yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but he's also. I, I've seen like clips. I've seen clips of him like back in the. I think he used to be on like ABC, and he was like a. He was like. A, he's like six. He was like a journalist for now. He's, he's a like huge six, dude. Eight. He's like six. Yeah, he's like yeah. six four, six five. And Bill O'Reilly he used to be on like ABC, and he was. Uh, he was a journalist for him. He would. He was like a. You know. He would just be on TV, like reporting from you know the sites of like all oh, over the shit. world and shit. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he was wild. There's all these. Lawsuits he won. The big Irish. That always makes the big Irish too, motherfucker. You Pitt hired a head coach not too too long ago, and he, they fired him after like three nights because he had a domestic violence thing. A, a pit coach? Yeah, they I hired him. I think it was. I think it was an African American coach they hired. That night, or like a night later, it was like two days after they hired him as head coach. Biggest job of his career. He had never had a head coaching job, I don't think. So it was like a huge D1 job. Yeah. And his wife came out and accused him of domestic abuse, and he got fired. And then what happened was, it turned out he never even touched her. Or, I can't say that, but as it turned out, the charges were dropped, and I think she recanted. And he never got another job again, and it destroyed his whole entire life. That sucks. Now, I remember when the news hit. And I was watching the news, and I was like, what an idiot. What He deserves it. What a piece of shit. You know, you hit your wife, you drunk piece of shit, right after you get the biggest job of your life. And that always taught me something, that, like, you can't just believe everything you hear on TV. Because I was just telling you shit about Bill O'Reilly, and now I'm trying to Google it, and it looks like that wasn't exactly the case. I'm trying to see who, like, the guy was. Like, when was this? Like... 
Yeah, Pitt coach. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up here. Dude, we're going to have to do one of these here with like five or six other comics. You know, uh, that, it'd right? be hilarious. If yeah, I brought we're, it, we're bring, the whole, bring the whole band in here. Oh, there's definitely, the band will come, <laughs> no doubt. You're you're one Just, of the more respected people as far as new people um, out of all of us. Like you, you I know, appreciate that. Dude, everybody loves the Stooge. So I'm blessed you had me here today, man. I'm thankful. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Catching all the memories. We still got to talk football, man. We got to go we off on get that. Into football? We, we, we got to get, get into football talk because I know it's a lot of deep, dark political stuff but now we gotta we gotta land at light we gotta have a light landing you know like those news broadcasts right they give you all the bad news and at the end it's like something to make you smile at the end of like a half hour news report you know what I mean yeah oh today we have this uh, two year old was out picking daisies with a with a puppy Michael Haywood Michael Haywood oh that might not be it yeah right. I think it is I was trying to look him up yeah fired after that was in 2011 two and a half weeks after his arrest, but I don't know if he was innocent or not. But I'm pretty sure that he didn't get charged with any of that stuff, and he lost his job. Now, if he's guilty, he deserves to have his head cut off, okay? Like, I get that. But if he's innocent, it's worth taking into effect that the man's life was ruined. Yeah. That's what definitely sucks about a lot of, like, stuff. It's a lot of, like, he said, it's she said. It's what sucks about the internet, because, like, you can build up this big, like, there needs they to be an immediate up- response. There's 8 million people right now tweeting about it. We need to fix it. And then, yeah. next thing you know, you overreact, because you don't have time to take your time. They build you up to tear you down, you know? Yep, bastards. That's what's, bu- that's what's brutal about it. A lot of people, a lot of people tweet and just... You know, they just tweet. They got nothing going on in their lives. You know what I mean? They just talk shit about yeah, everybody yeah. else. Yeah, year later, the themselves. That sucks. If that, like... Charges dropped. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. But, uh, yeah, football, I know you're a uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, enthusiast. America's team, baby. America's team. So, wait, you're from Pittsburgh and you're a Dallas, Born and raised. Dallas Cowboys fan. What made you a Dallas Cowboys fan? Well, I'm, I'm f- I like the hometown team. I'm from America. You- I like America's team. <laughs> yes. Okay, there you That's go. That's a rehearsed response. I say it all the time. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know, honestly, my dad is what got me into it. Um, watching football, like, your dad's a big part of that. You know what I mean? That's kind of like half of what it is, you know? Yeah, your dad just passes it down to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a so ride of passage. I take a lot of pride in it. I'll keep it going until the day I die. I love the Cowboys. Yeah. And, uh, but I catch a lot of shit for it. I Especially around here. Yeah. First grade when the Super Bowl 30. And I remember going back into school and people were like mean to me, you know? But hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah, I love the Cowboys. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know if I trust Dak Prescott or not yet. He's good in the clutch, and he's durable as shit. It's nicer to watch him back there than Romo. Every time he fell over, he broke another vertebrae. But Romo's the shit. Oh, he's such a G, dude. I he's thought the shit at everything he does. He shoots seventy on the golf course and has the most ridiculous hot blonde girlfriends at all times and sets every record. He was so good. He was so like he was called a choke artist. He yeah. never had a defense at any point in his career until his last year and he finished second in the MVP voting. The only reason in 2014 Tony Romo didn't win the MVP is because he had DeMarco Murray who finished third in the MVP voting. Yeah. So they split votes and I think it was might have been Rodgers who won it. Whoever won it in 14 won it because Romo split votes with yeah. Marco Murray because yeah. Marco Murray led the league in rushing with like eighteen hundred yards. And well, they got Romo that killer off. They got that. They had that killer offensive line. Touchdowns, eight picks or something. And now you don't that hear was the first year they had it. Demarco Murray, he's retired now. I think he's mm-hmm. done. He's out of the league because it was all be- yeah, that line. That through. line for the Cowboys is so good. 
Yeah, and it's insane. I, I didn't like getting Zeke with that high of a draft pick. They picked Zeke fourth overall, but clearly he is like a game changing kind of player. Yeah, he's great. He's just he just has that speed, quickness, and can do whatever you want him to do, and yeah, you know, hit the hole. But I'm happy here. Taking it back to the Steelers, I'm just happy because they traded AB. Fuck Antonio Brown. And they just let Le'Veon Bell leave for less money, even though the Steelers offered him a bigger deal. But I guess he just wanted to go to New York. I guess no, that's not even it. He didn't want to play a whole season. Letting it was an ego battle. It was no. I told you not to franchise tag me for a second year, and then you did. I'm not going to get hurt playing for less money. Now, as it turns out. Uh, running back with a year in the water isn't worth as much as he thought he was going to be worth. So he ended up getting less than if he just accepted the deal. But I I think it was more of a matter of principle where I'm not going to tear my knee so that no team will ever pay me again and then you can just release me. Like If he gets hurt last year playing, they can just cut him. So I have way less of a problem with what Le'Veon Bell did as opposed to Antonio Brown does seem like a bad person. Yeah, he just like he just acts like an asshole. But yeah, you know yeah. what the nice thing though don't about get me wrong. he 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 says this is all Ben's fault, and I think Ben's a very bad person. I think it's two bad people who couldn't click together. Yeah. But uh, he's definitely like an egomaniac to the maximum. Well, I think just the nice thing about him being gone is just since the Steelers draft and like the people they drafted, you've heard there's just been nothing crickets. It's just been quiet. You know what I mean? Because I remember just. Last year, every week it would just be a new drama with like the Steelers, like the past few seasons with Livion, but just with everybody, players feuding and stuff like that. Yeah, now yeah, it just seems like it. they finally calmed it down, and now it's like I think that's great. Just going into the season, they kind of have like an underdog chip, I think, on their shoulder because everyone's going to think the Browns because they yeah, made a few yeah. signings that they're going to be back. And I just well, don't. man, I, you can't underestimate them. Uh, the the Browns, Browns are good. They if the, if the Browns fall on their face, it won't be zero and sixteen. If they struggle badly, it'll be seven and nine, eight and eight. Like now, if they even play halfway up to the potential, they should go ten and six. Yeah, Mayfield. They, they have a potential. We don't know how they're going to look when they get out there. And I don't. I'm not a, some big Baker Mayfield fan, but there's a chance that they're that they're you know at the cream of the crop, like at the yeah. top of the league this year. Mayfield's legit though. I've se- I've seen him play. I uh, know he just he's just willing to make, yeah. take the risk. He doesn't seem afraid of it. And yeah, he, he has like the talent, to. and he has the talent to do it. So what it's do you like think you gotta Kyle have Murray's those things. Be like? I don't know. He's, he might be all right. I, you can't tell anymore. You can't tell. You'll know after four games. Uh, that's what I always say. I can tell after four games. I can tell. Yeah, you, you know, just gotta watch. See how quickly is he getting rid of the ball? Like, well, Kyle Murray, he was drafted in um, baseball, right? First round, too. I think he was yeah, drafted yeah, first yeah. round He's baseball. Stuck. But baseball takes you like Jesus, three, four years to get in the league. I mean, sometimes you're really good. It takes you like two. But like, it's yeah, a weird thing. Baseball is strange. They, they bring up guys who are just drafted. Sometimes it's you know it happens. Just how quickly they just baseball go through the whole. Strange. Just I haven't watched sports. It's like, like a different career. I know hockey. It's like the Penguins. They lost out the first round. They just got totally swept. You watch when hockey I was a at hockey all? Man, I'm like a girl. Uh, I'm not supposed to say it like that, but like <laughs> I don't know the rules, so it's like watching football with a chick. You know, when they're like, "What's holding?" You know. I'm like, what's icing? Yeah, like, no, does like, it go on top of cake? Like, I don't know anything <laughs> about hockey at all. Yeah. Again, that comes from my dad. There's like, you know, he pushed me into baseball, football, baseball, basketball, and then on top of that, golf. And I don't hate tennis. I kind of figured that one out on my own. Yeah. But what do you, uh, you think of Tiger Woods winning? Coming back. I'll tell you what. I rooted against Tiger Woods in each of the first 14 majors. I was 
pulling for him in this 15th. Like, just because of the redemption story and the guy had been through a lot. He had been humbled. Because I root against LeBron James, too. I root against all the anointed ones. You know, like, I liked Kobe over LeBron because Kobe was like, you know, they told him he shouldn't go straight to the NBA. And he had a chip on his shoulder. Whereas LeBron, they were like, oh, he's the next greatest thing. So it was like two different stories. One was told he couldn't do it and work. The other was like anointed. Tiger yeah. was kind of anointed. And he had, he did play that stretch that no one will ever play golf that well again. But... It was just incredible to see him, like, just come back. Yeah, it was cool. Where it seemed like he was done. Like, he had the DUIs. Like, there were, like, whole golf seasons he yeah. just didn't play. Yeah. You, and you he was, were like, he was done. Yeah. His knee was fucked. He came back, and he just takes that hat off, man. You're like, oof. He definitely, now, like, he's definitely in his mid-40s. Oof. Do you think he's still piping down whores? Oh, yeah. You do? You think Dude, he's still I, doing it? He there's a clip. Quiet. There's a clip. All right. There's a clip on Instagram. All right. There's... Of him staring at an ass? No, it's just. Because that could be taken no, this out is of what, this is... I stare at asses, too. This is what, This is what like, a, some supermodel posted. It's from, like, L.A. I'm trying to find exactly when it was. But she posted something where she was riding a golf cart, and she tagged, like, Tiger Woods in... And she tagged like Tiger Woods in it, and I'm trying to find exactly. Maybe she deleted it. What do you think he's eating her butt? He maybe he are maybe Tiger got maybe Tiger got the message. You know what I mean? And just <laughs> said, "Here's a hundred million dollars. Please shut up." <laughs> Did what he had to do. Yeah, I think he's got like some sort of. I think he married the nanny. Yeah. I can't find it. Why can't Poor I... guy, man. What a tough situation. I can't find it. Yeah. They just yeah. I, I think mean, she, I she, she deleted she deleted it, but she like she was driving a golf cart, right? She had a visor on her head. She goes at Tiger Woods, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like right, calling so him on, and she deleted it. So she, yeah. So she was. Uh, that doesn't mean shit, dude. She was. It was definitely a call, like, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's on edge. That's all that matters. So you're new in Oakland? Yeah, I just moved there. Was your brother going to pit? Yeah. He's having fun. Hell yeah. Everybody's and you're having fun. All the benefits. Yeah. Working and having fun. That's all we do here. We almost got an hour down. We'll just keep talking though. I'm ready to keep rolling if you guys are We'll ready. just keep talking until until it just totally goes dead. Read read the chat. See if the people are, are <laughs> the live the, the live chat. I'll read the I'll read what you posted on Fit and see like what's going on. What's happening? We had other topics we were going to touch, but I told you, we'll just like, we'll wander out into the ether and see where it takes us. <laughs> this is really about... fun, though, man. I like the format. Yeah. And just I the format. We, I think we should start doing it regularly. The format of just nothing's going on. But this we is just, episode we just 85? Off. 85, dude. I have like 84 more of these somehow. It's gone That's this excellent. far. I, I've had so much fun doing them. A lot of it's just talking about the news. Just, yeah, which is, do you feel like that's dangerous? I don't know, I guess maybe I only have... I'm so afraid to be polarizing, because if you ever had... You ever been in a comedy club or something and had some one, some short haircut fucking bitch with blue hair get all up in your nose and start yelling at you about something you said? <laughs> it's the fucking worst feeling in the world. I, it's sad. Say, lady, like you feel I didn't ba- mean to hurt your feelings, <laughs> you know? It's Relax. like you feel, you feel bad, but at the same time, it's just like it's a comedy club. Like, you're allowed to say... Well, it's not necessarily. It's a bar and an open mic, so we have to keep that in mind, yeah, too. True. Not and Someone went in there to have a beer, and now they feel insulted, which I commiserate with. Now, I just wish they could return the favor. 
and say, oh, some guy went up there, thought he was really funny, said some stupid shit, embarrassed himself, he's blushing and sweating profusely, he's stressed <laughs> as can be. Maybe I can just fucking ignore the fact that maybe he said both F words or whatever offended you. Calm down. We're all okay. There needs to be... I don't know if it's like the everyone wins a trophy generation or what, but something has happened to people that is just, uh, I don't know what the word, right word is to use. I'm afraid to trigger somebody with everything I say, you know what I mean? And it's, it's strange. All good. I think, I don't know, I think people are, I think honestly people are just, I feel like people just like uh, feel like a pressure to feel a certain way just yeah. online. Like I feel like... Public opinion is the biggest enemy of free speech. Yeah, they're like the public feels this way, so everyone's yeah, so like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta think, yeah. I gotta." And think the public that way. has never been able to make their opinion clearer with the internet. But remember how it works. Let's say you're in a comedy club. There's 150 people there. If seven of them all boo at the same time, it's gonna sound like you were being booed by the whole audience. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a bassy sound. It's it's an aggregate sound. Everybody's booing in harmony, boo. and all of a sudden it's loud, and it seems as though you've been booed. It's the same thing with the internet. 15 people get upset and then it's that the pulses there's like and then then they have a conversation about how upset they are about whatever issue and they start yelling at each other and saying horrific horrifying racial shit to each other like yeah. dude you can't go on to like WPXI's website you'll read some issue it'll have something to do with the police or whatever it may be yeah and just you the comments are disgusting and it's dude, gross they turn into it instead of talking about like the police shooting or whatever they're talking about it turns into like martin luther king was a philanderer and you're just like we're, what? we're not even talking <laughs> about the we're issue you're talking about mlk like yeah, yeah yeah people just go off people are just on, so like you're like, just so bitter like i think a lot of it's just i think a lot of it with social media and this is my view is just people are just unhappy with their own lives and so they like to go and it's it's like uh it's a hive mind they just like to go they like to tear people down that are doing all right yeah. and they like to find something that they did like a mistake they did or whatever years ago where they fucked up or said something stupid and they're like ah there we go we got it we got like yeah, so there's yeah, something about some john there's something about some john wayne interview from like 1970 oh, i read it i was like yeah the dude was like 60 he was an old fuck at like 19 he wouldn't have got it at all like that was like before his time it's like of course he's gonna say stupid yeah, shit yeah 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 and i mean i i feel like there's no anticipation for what's in a man's heart on a day-to-day -day basis like i know i say some things i i write some jokes like i write them down i think about them i practice them and then i go in public and say them and i know that they can be too offensive at times but i feel like there's zero consideration for oh yeah well, he didn't want to hurt anyone. Your goal is technically to make people laugh. Yeah. If you fail at that... That's the rule of comedy, yeah. You know, it's very strange. Yeah, if a joke doesn't work, just stop telling it. But sometimes if I have like a shitty story, I'll just tell that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it just it eats up time, but it's not about eating up time. It's about getting funnier. But that's like one of the things I just work on. Like I'm just trying to like always bring in like new shit and like just try to like work on it. Like, you know, I got like yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. down. I could do five minutes. My goal, it's like whenever I go... Uh, down the parkway it's just all right i'm gonna try to get to 10 if i can get to 10 minutes and then i could do 10 minutes solid making people laugh it's like all right i'm doing all yeah, right then you go to 15 step. then you go yeah, to 20 no, then you go to 10 then you learn how to perform in front of more people in better places yeah once, once you can get yourself 10 that you can do 
then you start getting into some different rooms. It's almost like those old video games where you like create a player and you move on to the next phase of like, (laughs) it's like that. It's like getting a new job on the Sims. Once, once you can do that pretty confidently, there are people doing it like where you get to go in front of like a room or whatever. Yeah. So I'm still trying to put together something that's like regular that I can, that I can go to like on a back burner and always have it. It's tough. Always like, I always think of just, you know, some of the advice I've gotten is just like day-to-day stuff, stuff that's timeless. Yeah. Because like current events, like it'll be gone. Yeah, really, I have with a the current event joke. That, with a current event joke, it'll be gone within a week. Working really well with R. Kelly and stuff like that. Yeah, with it's shit. It's out yeah. of the news, so it's, it's like out. you can't use it anymore. Yeah, like shit, like like jokes about like Old Town Road. Like we were talking yeah. about that earlier. Like that song. We'll six months by this summer, uh, by the end of the summer, no one's gonna summer, remember. No one's gonna remember that song. It's like. There's just so much information out there now. It's just memory and stuff like that is gone. Like it's just there's so like yeah. Well, there's just something new all the time. Yeah. Um, we go in sound bites. You know, like tweets, 140 characters. That's what can stand out. Like, dude, I've been out at night before and people have talked about something they saw on Twitter that day. It controls the conversations. Yeah. So tweets, uh, a 15 to 30 second news clip can go super viral. And you yeah, know, that's change it. That's the, the way vibe. people think about big things. It's like there's too much of an crazy. instant turnover, and no one is uh, practicing the very important learned skill of patience. You know, no like one's the, practicing like the, that. Like We're the G, patient world. like the GNR song, patience. That's all you need. Now we're talking about football teams earlier. Football teams. Where are we going with that? Yeah, we're just gonna take it back to football. What do you think? How do you think your Cowboys are going to do this year? You read Man, about when when you have a quarterback that is so up and down like Dak. Like if you look at Dak's numbers, they're better than Carson Wentz's. They're better than uh, who the fuck's the other young guy that came in the same draft class as him? Oh fuck! I can't remember. I can't but remember. They're, they're, they're compar- comparable to his peers, his numbers are solid all the way through. Yardage, completion percentage, touchdowns, interception ratio. I mean, he started out with like. 15 touchdowns, no picks to start his career. Yeah, some crazy. But he's still way more touchdowns than picks. And um, last year, they didn't give him anywhere near the right situation. Like, I hate when Dallas has to throw 40 times a game, they will not win. If they just pound it on the ground, on the ground, run Dak even. Like, you know, 20 carries with Zeke, then you, you know, play action, roll out with Dak. It breaks your back and it holds up time of possession. You own the ball, you own the clock the whole game. So it, they fired their offensive coordinator in the offseason, uh, Scott Linehan, and Jason Garrett's going to go back to calling the plays. If he's willing to run 60-40, which, you know, the number one running team in, in the league runs 50-50, 50 run, 50 pass. If they're willing to fully commit to the run with that offensive line, and Travis Frederick, their all-pro center, was hurt last year too. Those two things are what it's going to determine whether they go 12-4 and or 8-8. and Yeah. Is whether they run the ball... Control I feel like that. I feel like that with the Steelers too, because they sometimes Ben was thrown fifty times a game, yeah, and the Steelers yeah. were losing. Like they're always in the hole. Now here's the thing: he's capable of doing that, but when you have a defense that's as suspect as Pittsburgh's is, you need to keep them on the field as little as possible. So you know they can get you a couple stops. They can really they can have great games. Yeah. But if you're scoring in two minutes and putting the defense back out there again and again, they're gonna break. They gotta go back to like when they had James Conner come in and fill in for Le'Veon Bell. He did great. And you know that offensive line, yeah, you run the ball, pass defense. Ben, well. Ben only, yeah, exactly. Ben only got gets sacked for as many dropbacks as he did. He only gets sacked like I think well, between like fifteen to twenty, 
15 to 20 times. Yeah, he, now he does. Like, early in his career, he didn't know how to get rid of it at yeah. all. He'd hold on to it way too long. You get sacked, like, 50 times a year. Yeah. But you ever watch old Big Ben highlights from, like, 2010, 2011? They're insane. Like, it's, it's insane, like, it's how different. he played. And he would just, like, defensive linemen would just be right on him. You thought, oh, he's definitely sacked. He would just shield him off, push him away, stiff arm him away, throw a ball 40 yards downfield to Mike Wallace or Heinz Ward, and it would just be a touchdown. It was insane, like, what he used to do. Now it's just he's an older what guy. What about this? Super Bowl Forty, the one that they gave to the Steelers and screwed the Seahawks. What? Out Where? Of? Huh? I don't. I don't okay, know. Okay. See, no here, no evil. <laughs> just making sure. I didn't know what your opinion was. I mean, you'd have been pretty young watching it. I was a young man. I remember watching it and being like, "Whoa, this is pretty unfair." <laughs> you yeah. know, it was pretty apparent to everyone watching it that night that, like, oh shit. I mean. It was like four block in the back, so on punt returns, every single thing that would go well for the Seahawks, flag, flag. Yeah. Um, and then the big one was whenever uh, whenever they threw that, he threw an interception and they called a 15-yard penalty on him. And uh, they moved Pittsburgh up to like the 40-yard line. The next play, they ran that double reverse pass with Antoine Randall and that, yeah. that ended the game. Yeah, that was now, the play before the interception, they completed a pass down to the three-yard line. The Seahawks were getting ready to go in and take the lead, 21-17. Instead, I don't know. What it was 21-10 was the final. Yeah, so they were going to the take the lead 17-14. I believe it was the fourth quarter. So the Seahawks were getting ready to take the lead. They completed a pass to the three. They call a phantom hold, and you mean you can watch it. There was zero holding on the play. <laughs> the next play, they're back 10 yards. Instead of being at the three, they're at the 30, and then they throw a pick. Two plays later, the Antoine Randall touchdown, and that changed the whole game. That made it 21-10 instead of 17-14. They were up 11 instead of down three. That changed the whole game. That did. Well, final score is the... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to give the ring back. <laughs> I don't know. I think with that, it was just... I don't know. I was super young watching that. I don't yeah. like, watch that Super Bowl ever again. Like, I need to, like... I kind of want to go into... Like, have you watched all the America's game? Yeah, yeah. Those, that series? That shit's awesome when you watch those. Like, I've watched all of those, but it's, like, watching, like, those games, like, individually, like, those yeah. Super Bowls. They like, I need to watch, out. like, those... Stu- I need... Yeah, I need to... Yeah, they leave a lot you out. You can go watch the game. Because nobody remembers the losers. Lost. Nobody gives a shit about who yeah. lost. It's about who won. Well, like, yeah, with anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. with any of that shit. You don't hear about the losers, like... One of the best teams here. ever. One of the best teams ever was, like... The best teams that to never win a Super Bowl was like the 1998 Vikings. Like they were okay, loaded. They had, they had a rookie. Loaded. They had a rookie, Randy Moss. Randall Cunningham, Cunningham was, it, was, was throwing Jake, darts. They had Jake they, Reed. Was that his name? I don't know. They, they had Reed. They had three receivers. Uh, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and, and Jake Reed. Yeah, I'm gonna look him up. Moss was the was the rookie. And Ro- then Moss Randall was the Cunningham man. Cunningham was an MVP freak show. That he was year. he was throwing darts everywhere. And. Uh, yeah, they went fifteen and one. That was that was Moss's rookie and they, year. Yeah, they lost and they but, lost but to the, the best Falcons team ever of all people. Never won a Super Bowl has to be the 07 Patriots. Yeah, it was them. They were beating. They weren't just undefeated. They beat everybody by two scores. It felt like. Yeah, they scored like thirty five points a game. They only allowed like fifteen points. So they won on makes average twenty points fixed. a game. You know, it makes you think it's fixed. I watched bit. them beat the shit out of the Giants. It was forty five thirty five, but they ran all over them. Brady's ankle was supposedly hurt, but they beat the Giants in Week Seventeen that year. Yeah, they the did. Patriots, but I think like the Giants, but like the Giants, like what they were able to do in the Super Bowl is they got they actually they had a great defensive line and they were able to get to Brady. Yeah. And yeah. they got they just got to him. And Eli made enough plays and then that no name guy, David Tyree, yeah, made a catch. Yeah, yeah, that catch was insane. But there was a really bad call early in that game that changed the whole layout. 
Um, Ahmad Bradshaw was his name. He fumbled. The Patriots got on it, and then he went at the bottom of the pile and stole the fumble back. And the yeah. Patriots are getting ready to go up twenty-one. And when that happens with that team, you're you're screwed. They were just yeah. so high powered, and yeah, they called that back. And I, I remember watching that play live and thinking, I'm, I'm a football nerd. I'm glad you are too. I I, I, I know a lot of like I know I know I know a lot of like just weird shit about football like. Probably like what's another great great team that never won the suit like seventy six Steelers like I read about them like they had they started out they sucked they were like one and four they were allowing like twenty eight points per game it was like what was going on and then they had like a team meeting it's like all right we're not gonna suck anymore and so they How <laughs> so they went so they went in there yeah they just they went in and like Jack Lambert was like MVP and shit for them they had like five, four or five shutouts shutouts of yeah. teams that year. And they ran the ball like they had two thousand yard. Different. Yeah, I know they had two thousand yard rushers. Again, league was different, but it was. I'd rather I'm, see it you, that way. You wouldn't have wanted to play against the Steelers, and then Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris got hurt for the FC Championship yeah. game. They played the Raiders, but the Raiders were super good that year too. They won the Super Bowl that year because they had like you know the snake at quarterback. Would you prefer high, high scoring or low scoring? I miss defense. I wish there was more of it. I love seeing like interceptions, and I love seeing like sacks, strong running game. I love seeing that shit. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I like deep ball, but it's like I hate all the flat, like just the penalty, like dumb penalties. It's not even deep balls either. They're throwing little five yard hitches, and they just dink through you in forty seconds of a hurry up offense and quick slants and run for ten. I know it's like when you watch old NFL highlights. It's like those quarterbacks would just throw. Downfield, yeah, and they'd time. say a prayer. Dude, they'd they'd have low, they would have uh, completion percentages under fifty percent all the time. If you were fifty three percent, you could lead the league. Yeah. The now it's, it's now the league leaders like seventy three. It's nuts. Now yeah. the bottom guy is sixty five. It's know? insane. The bottom yeah. guys are sixty percent. I think like a good balance was like. Yeah. yeah I think a good balance. I think I think like the when there was a good balance of it was probably like, I think just throughout. The early like two thousands, I think it was still like that, but now it's just it's changed to more of a passing. Like you see that with running backs, like running backs won't get drafted till the second round. Yeah, you know they just don't value running backs at all. Yeah, well they don't need them. They don't need to pay. Dallas is very alone in that they pay Zeke so much, or they're going to when he gets his second contract. Um, before Zeke, the last high draft pick was Trent Richardson's, and he was playing in the AFL recently. He was a bum. Yeah, he bum. just didn't. He, he was just in that weird side league they started. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Who's your favorite college team? I already know, right? It's got to be Pitt. I mean, like, yeah. You're it's Pittsburgh awesome. through and through, my man. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't like any teams from Pittsburgh. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like with college football, I, I watch, I know Alabama's super good. And like they yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. win all the time. It's almost like annoying how much they oh, won. So I liked I liked seeing them lose. Like they were predicted to win. Like kill oh, who they, they play? Clemson. Yeah. They were gonna play. I thought Three Alabama out just whoop them. Nope. But like at the end of the day, Nick Saban don't give a fuck. You gonna make him twelve million a year? Like more than that. Yeah, he's you an know? interesting cat. But so pit pits your team. You see, they go to the old uniforms again. That's all they do. They never. It's, it's, They're it's, going it's, to, the, to the old school pit on the helmet with yeah, the yellow. The I script, like that. Yeah, I know. I like that stuff, but it's like on the field. It's oh, yeah, they don't get the they don't they got to recruit not only just around here, Western PA, which is like a football hotbed, but they got to get you know they got to get people all around the country, which Texas, they try to do. Florida, but they keep California. losing. They keep losing guys to like they want to go south. They want the climate down south. They want the vibe. They want to you know they just want to live in the southern you know I guess where it's warmer. And they got like better party schools. I don't know, but it seems like you got to convince them. It's like Pitt. Has a pretty good record of just 
turning guys pro. You know what I mean? Like great pro positions, wide receivers, players. Yeah, lately, man, they've had a lot. Damarino. I mean, Damarino, obviously, but it's like, yeah, you got Larry Fitzgerald, Darrell Rivas, Shady. Bryant, McC- remember him? That's I remember him, dude. I used. I remember when I had like Madden Seven. I and then like if I were doing like a team for like a season and like my team's number two mm-hmm. wide receiver was trash. Yeah. Oh, Antonio Bryant. There we go. We solved that hole. And you just throw yeah, Antonio Brown. Up. He was a beast. He was so so good. And he was a free agent. And then you'd get. Who else would you get? Ty Law. Ty Law was like 97 overall, like free agent. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He's just, from here. I'd sign him. You knew that, right? Yeah, he's from Aliquippa. I'd yeah. sign him. I like, say I was playing the Steelers for like 2006. So it'd be like yeah. mad 2007 for 2006 Steelers. Steelers secondary was trash. So you just go get Ty Law and like your team was done. You didn't need to do anything else because that no. early weak spot was corner. And then they had like a punter that never had a block punt. You know what I mean? That guard yeah, hockey. Yeah, I forgot. Every time, every I dude, dude, every time, every time they'd post, every time, every time, like I'd watch, you know, the games. Every that's all. Chris guard hockey. It's like never had a block punt. I'm like, up. Oh, this is gonna be the one. Never dude, happened. I want to start a ska band called Chris Gardaki. <laughs> yeah, man, I love like, I just love football. Is like great though because it's so like. It's once a week, so it makes it special. Religion, you man. get there it's on religion. Sunday, it is, yeah. and you just sit and you watch, and it's just commercial. There's breaks in between. Dude, Perfect for all right. I gotta go get more beer, get more dip. It's order literally some pizza. ritual. It's ritual. It's, yeah. yeah. Order pizza and maybe wings if it's a big night game. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. There's ritual to it. I love it, dude. It's it's probably the, it's what I enjoy doing with my dad more than anything in the world. So football is family in this country. It means it a lot more. People kind of roll their eyes at it that, you know, I hang with a lot of artistic, artsy folks who will, like, roll their eyes at my deep passion for football. But it's more than just a game. It really is. It's a tradition. It's weekly. Do You know, it's it's ritual and tradition. And beyond that, just a whole lot of fun. You know, it's I just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, especially with, like, honestly, yeah, it's especially with, like, franchises that great brands. I mean, Steelers, Cowboys. When this starts, when, does when it get this better? season starts, we should do a... A Sunday night podcast and uh, recap the day of the one in four games. We that'd be all. Aw- that'd be Let's awesome. Let's do that one week. Just do like a swift one. Just go. But if they it. have the Steelers and the Cowboys have both played, and there's nothing interesting on the Sunday night game, we'll have to get together and do a, a an NFL game day podcast. <laughs> game day, game day with comedy. Order some pepperoni pizza. Call it pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> Start me up. Pep me up. Nothing like football, man. I need more football jokes in my set, but I don't think people I had a bunch them. that are outdated now. I know, like back to what when Chad Johnson played. Not quite that far. <laughs> it was. I had a bunch of Kaepernick jokes, which I'm like, I can't say those in front of people, but we'll yeah, say them now. I like one was just Kaepernick's. Uh, do you know why Kaepernick's been kneeling? Well, apparently he won't be kneeling at the end of any games because they're always getting crushed. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> And, I know, dude. The 49ers, like, like when Kaepernick came onto the scene, like, he was super, like, he was good. Like, he had, like, a he laser. A he had a laser. Here. He had a laser arm. He had a 200 yard rushing game in the playoffs against the Packers. He yeah. rushed for, like, 100, 180 yards or something nuts. I and know. He threw for another 250. I know. But he's just, yeah. I follow it was weird whenever it's like, I, it was just funny when Nike used took them and they used them for, to like promote their camp. It was like definitely like a marketing like ploy. Oh, it's like all right, all doing that shit. It's, well, it's like all, you could see through. You could tell it's just marketing. It's like yeah. all right, Nike year ago Nike didn't give a shit about this. Yeah. Like they, their main Whoa. bottom line was just selling product. Now it's like all right, there's 
you know, millennials and Gen Z care about this issue, so we're gonna do this, so they buy it because they're the next generation. Because our older Nike buyers are all dying, so yeah. we need to replenish this. Well, you look at this. Colin Kaepernick is so upset about police brutality. Nike has actual slaves working in their overseas factories for fucking five cents an hour, no piss break. You know, and he's gonna come out and make this big statement. It's like you don't you don't mean what you say. You just want to be a part of this cultural Instagram horseshit society of like, you, you know, it's just like a weird we're the resistance, and it's just like first of all, all you are is the fucking troublemaker, and he. Um, if he really, really wanted to practice what he preached, he would look at a corporation like Nike and see that they're evil and scum and not take that money. But it's not about... As I see, as, as we're both wearing Nike shoes... Oh, I'm not choice. the guy out there having a problem with it either, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not well, out there barking about social change, you know? Uh, Whereas, and these LeBrons are like goddamn comfortable as shit. <laughs> are those LeBrons? But, yeah, these are the old LeBrons. They look nice, man. Yeah, I hate LeBron, too. I almost didn't buy them because of that. Yeah, but... They just were so comfy. So in Pittsburgh has no NBA team. Does that affect you watching the NBA or do you watch it? It it affects me. I just I don't, can see I, you're just Pittsburgh watch. through and through. I don't want. I don't. To be fair, I don't watch hockey a whole lot. Neither. Like I'm not in. Like I yeah. don't know. I just walk. I walk, I feel like NBA and hockey are both somewhere. It's just back forth, back forth, back forth a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like NBA is just back forth, scoring back and forth, back and forth, scoring. Yeah. And then hockey, it's just. Back for all right, no one's scoring. Back all right, burn. Then they do yeah. burn. Then they play that huge, yeah. annoying, just alarm. And it was like, all right, <laughs> like okay, you scored. All right, tie game. But uh, some people they love hockey. They do. I just, I'm, I'm football, baseball. Like those are my sports. Yeah. And then I get into soccer when it's like World Cup stuff. Oh, uh, I can't get into World, soccer. You don't like soccer at all? No, I get it's. Uh... World Cup's like exciting though. It's interesting. I can't get too into it. I don't it's know so worldly. It's like, the, it's, it's like the Olympics. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't get into the Olympics either. So it's, I don't I like even get Olympics. into the Ryder Cup, any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm not an international competition guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I suppose I get into some of the Olympics summer games. Yeah, but definitely like favorite college football. Yeah, it's definitely Pitt. But it's just, they've had like a rough, like, let's be honest. They've had a rough 35 years. <laughs> 35 years? Was that 77? Was That's like true fans. It's like with the Pirates, dude. It's been 40 years since they won anything. Yeah. So it's just, you just keep believing and hoping that, you know, once they finally win one, it'll be super special instead of just dogpiling on a bandwagon team like Alabama. You know what I mean? Yeah. For college football. Or the Patriots right now. Or the Red Sox right now. The Red Sox have won a ton of World Series. Ton. Or like, you know, just ton. stuff oh, like no, that. Not a ton. What am I talking about? They went on that 90-year drought. True. I wanted to see that championship drought keep going. I don't know what it was. It was something about the curse of the Bambino. Yeah. It felt real to me. It was like, whoa, no way. Yeah. I liked, um, I liked the Red Sox, though, for some reason. For some reason, I like the Red Sox, huh? You hungry? I might, yeah, we might, we should just get some after this. Yeah, let's definitely. I might just end it right here. Yeah, let's wrap it up. It's been a pleasure. It's I can't, pleasure. I want to state to the entire Stooch Nation that I am absolutely uh, blessed and honored and grateful to have been here. I hope we were able to entertain you as best as possible. And I'm looking forward to being back with uh, the Rolling Rock Stooch cast. All right, that's Trevor Austin killing it around the Pittsburgh comedy scene. That's the podcast for today. Peace. That was fun, man.